Welcome to the Like a Bigfoot podcast. I'm your host, Chris Ward. Uh, this week is pretty much all res- revolved around the question, what is your quest? What is the thing that you are striving for and working towards and and something that brings you passion and kind of like stokes your love of life? Um, to me, it's so incredibly important to have adventures, which is part of the reason why I started this podcast, because I just absolutely love to talk to people who who have taken on these big challenges, uh, really any challenge, big or small, but but have found passion from it and are living their lives um, kind of through the viewpoint of of adventure and understanding like, hey, it's going to be a lot of hard work to be able to accomplish the things that they're setting out to accomplish, but uh, they understand the benefits uh, that come along with the journey, but also come along when they finally reach the destination. Um, it's so important to have a quest, uh, to have adventure in your life, but also be kind of going out and really working towards some sort of uh ultimate goal and the cool thing and the crazy thing about ultimate goals is you eventually get to the ultimate goal and then you're there and you're like what do i do now like you know and it it morphs and it forms into this new thing and and uh and it's awesome it takes your life in all sorts of unexpected directions that maybe two years ago you wouldn't have uh thought was kind of the way you wanted to go um so cool I bring all that up because uh, for a couple of reasons. One reason, because right now I'm a man kind of without a quest. <laughs> um, uh, next weekend, I'll be competing in the Marine Corps Marathon 50K, uh, which will be super fun. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, it's going to be a really cool, interesting way to explore DC. But um, I'm also going to like, I'm not trying to set any PRs you know, or, or win any races that is 100% not happening. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm basically going out with the intention of really having fun, um, and experiencing DC, hanging out with my good friend, Phil Pinty, uh, and experiencing a road race. I I've never done a big road race like the Marine Corps marathon, let alone, uh, experienced an ultra marathon distance during, during a big race like that. Um, so I am a man without a quest after that's over. I have nothing else on the books, uh, coming up, you know, and, and winter is coming and, uh, (laughs) and you know, it's, it's, it's hard to train and wake up in the early morning. I've been doing my runs at four 30. It's hard to do that when it gets really cold and your bed feels really warm and all you want to do is keep sleeping in. Right. But, if you find that quest, if you find that big challenge in your life that you want to face, and maybe it's something that even scares you a little bit, that's even better. If it scares you a little bit, man, that's, that's kind of the best way to train from my experience is, is signing up for something that is just outside your comfort zone. And you're like, Whoa, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to accomplish this. I better get my crap together so I can get it done. Um, that's cool. So I've been thinking about this a lot because I am like, what is the next thing I want to accomplish? Um, I, I, I know what my summer looks like coming up and it's a lot of travel with family and adventures with family, which is awesome. And I love that. Um, but I'm also like, man, what's going to be the thing that I, that I want to do. So really the next few months is going to be spent pondering that, uh, in the cold (laughs) frozen beard, you know, running at four in the morning when it's, when it's, uh, 15 degrees out, that kind of thing. Um, and the other reason I bring it up is because today on the podcast, we are talking with Judson Vance, and this is a man who just completed a quest. He, he's been, uh, taking off mountains over the last few summers, and he has just recently completed the Colorado Centennials. Um, and if you're not sure what that is, Colorado has 50-ish some 14ers, which are 14,000-foot mountains. And I say ish because the definitions get get weird and wonky and there's, you know, different lists. Um, but then after that, there's uh, the, the remaining 13ers uh, that are also 
uh, included in the 100 tallest mountains in the state of Colorado. These range from everything from uh, just kind of a hike up, um, and I'm doing quotation marks, though you can't see it because it's a podcast. Uh, there's easy ones, quote unquote, uh, that are like a stroll in the park, but really the park is at 14,000 feet and you can't breathe. So it's still difficult, still have to take into consideration weather, um, you know, what to do in case you accidentally get injured. You got to take in consideration food, all that stuff. Um, so they're not easy is the point I'm trying to make, but then they get extremely hard. Uh, and we'll talk about some of the hard ones, some of the sketchy ones, a lot of exposure uh, on this podcast. And then you get into the 13ers, which are not only not only can they be really difficult and really technical climbing routes, um, but there's not a lot of people out there. So you're up there alone in the wilderness um, trying to get to the top. And Judson did this uh, over the last few years, like I said. I, I met him through my friend Calvin Johansson. If you haven't listened to those episodes with Calvin, some of the ones early on, um, please do. He did 100 mountains in 100 days. Uh, 100 tallest mountains in the continent of the U.S. in 100 days. Awesome dude. Uh, met Judson, climbed a bunch with Judson, climbed a bunch with our friend Scott Stark, uh, who's mentioned a lot in this podcast. Shout out to Scott, because um, <laughs> Scott's the man. Um, but anyways, so I met Judson through through Calvin, um, and I knew this was a guy after this. And the thing that always impressed me about Judson is he's doing this with his wife. Uh, he's doing this while traveling a lot with his wife and his kids um they go and camp while justin climbs a mountain and then is home as quick as he possibly can so super cool inspiring to me as a dad as a guy who lives in colorado as a mountain nerd um, i really enjoy hearing about these some of them give me sweaty palms because it sounds terrifying um but i am i just i love hearing about people going out and doing the 14ers and relating it to trail running there's also kind of, you know, a really cool community in the mountain climbing uh, 14er, 13er world in Colorado. And Judson is just a great representation of that. So uh, let's get into the episode. Um, super happy to be here today with Justin. He came over. We're recording it on my back porch, a.k.a. the Like a Bigfoot podcast studio. Um, so it was awesome having him over to record the Like a Bigfoot podcast, episode number 167 with Judson Vance. All right, guys, we're here with Judson, and I'm super excited to kind of uh, dig into your whole mountain climbing experience, man. So first of all, I got to say congrats. Thanks. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Can you kind of like give everyone an idea? So you just finished the uh, Colorado Centennials. So can you kind of give everyone an idea of like what that is? Uh, yeah, it's the 100 highest peaks of Colorado. It includes the 14ers and then uh, the rest of them are 13ers, like 13, 8, whatever. It, so, Is it one of those deals where there's like a billion different definitions of like, you know, is there any of them that are like in question where people are like, that's not a, one of the 100 tallest, this one is instead? Oh, I'm sure there's plenty of questioning stuff um this one kind of i think the centennials kind of cuts out a lot of that questioning that you get from like say the 14ers or whatever it just takes the the standard definition of a 14er and or like the none of the unofficials count so like you have the 53 or the 58 or whatever 14ers yeah. it's just it's 53 and then the rest of them are you okay. know, the 13ers so basically if it doesn't have the like 300 foot rule and between the two peaks or whatever then it's considered you know yeah a, a ranked mountain so yeah it just takes the ranked mountains nice man well can so i met you through our friend calvin and you yeah. joined him for a few mountains when he was doing his whole 100 mountain quest you know yeah um what like what drew you to it like what made you decide like hey i'm gonna climb the 100 tallest mountains in colorado Oh, that's that's a deep question. Uh, there's a lot to that. Uh, moving here, I just saw so much of the state and and wanted to explore those. You know, either towns or you know wilderness. You know, I had come from kind of wanting to you know just be in the backcountry, and it was kind of one of those like 
bucket list items. Oh, if I climb them all, and I just kind of threw it out there. If I climb all the 14ers, I'll have seen a good amount of the state. I'll visited, you know, stayed close to those towns, yeah. you know, eaten in those towns, you know, that kind of stuff. And then it just kind of, I kind of got hooked on that. Um, and then just while climbing or hiking those, it was kind of like, wow, there's some really cool mountains over here. Um, and, you know, just kind of trying to tag, you know, other stuff with them. Yeah. So, did yeah. it, um, did you kind of like, did you finish the 14ers first and then add them on or was it kind of like mixed up? No, I, I ended up, I was getting close. I probably had f- maybe 15, so maybe not considered close left. And then, uh, there were Scott and I had actually hiked if, if he's, I think he's been on your yeah yeah scott and i were which doing, by the way i'm gonna say yeah. in a little bit scott basically sent me a list of a whole bunch of topics so scott designed the interview scott yeah Sark. yeah so scott and i <laughs> met because of calvin yeah. so it was kind of one of those so crazy linked everybody together but scott and i met and we both just started going you know oh let's just go do a bunch here this weekend and or week even because both of us were kind of not working so uh yeah, Scott and I ran into snow one day. We were just doing some 14ers, and we woke up, and it was snow. It was a couple inches, and we were kind of like, ah, do we – we were going to do, like, an overnight. So we had, like <laughs> – and, and mind you, Scott carries a lot of equipment. By that, I mean heavy equipment. So, like, I can go with, like, a tarp tent yeah. and just, like, keep it light. It's my – you know, I don't suffer – Scott was going to do an overnight with, where we, we both were, and uh, we got snowed on, and we were like, man, this is not going to be a fun traverse to, you know, try to tag a bunch of peaks of snow. And, I mean, it was going to probably melt off at the end of, like, toward yeah. middle of the day or if something. waited, like, Yeah, a, a couple of hours. <laughs> it was going to take a while, and we were like, oh, we want to do this many mountains, you know, in two days. <laughs> like, this is really putting a damper. So we kind of, like, went back down, regrouped. And this was on top of the mountain where we were like, yeah, this isn't safe. He had already broken, I think, both his trekking poles or something that day. It was one of those kind of... So then we just kind of regrouped and we're like, hey, look, there's a 14er and a Centennial over here. And it was part of... It was on the Sawatch. So we were kind of... Both of us had kind of thought about trying to link or linking the the Sawatch range, just kind of getting a feel for some of the Nolans because neither of us had, you know, real experience with trying to do like the Nolan's 14 or something like that. Just those, you're not doing the standard routes of stuff. Yeah. So we were kind of trying to figure out some alternative, you know, routes up different mountains and stuff like that. So it was just one of those. And then from there we were just kind of like, Oh wow, there's no one out here. We're like non-trail yeah. kind of traversing or looking for stuff is just kind of, you just, you just have, you know, you, you play by your own rules. It's not the standard route up some sort of peak or whatever. Yeah. So that was that was kind of the transition to that and then i just i ended up saving snuffles for my finisher which is a 14er it was just kind of one that was like i was just kind of like oh that would be a cool one to finish on yeah and uh i know it's tons of people's you know favorite 14er so it was oh really like, yeah what makes it like what makes it stand out uh oh the terrain uh it's you know it's just you know, over by your ray and tell your ride, okay. the peaks around it are just really pretty as well. I mean, yeah. the whole range, if you're just driving, you know, from like yeah. Montrose or Ridgeway down, they're just yeah. fantastic. And then Blue Lakes is a, is a route we took. It was just, uh, it's just, it, you know, it's a destination. Like, people go for day hikes just for that, nonetheless, to even try to do to go up. So it's just, I mean, it's a pretty area. That's so, cool, man. What yeah. did the finish feel like? Um,. Did it, I mean, yeah. did it even hit you? I it, mean, somewhat. Honestly, it, it number ninety nine hit me more. Really? It was, it was, uh, it was Phoenix, and it's down in like close to Creed. It's just kind of in the middle of nowhere, and I did it a couple weeks before, and uh, I messaged some people, and then uh, we had some stuff planned, and so I was just kind of like, I just should go do it. So I ended up like taking off work, and I ended up doing it on a Wednesday before we had a you know a trip planned for the weekend so i just drove down like tuesday night and then drove back wednesday night (laughs) and it was just one of those things where like i ate something that wasn't good the weather was crummy it was one of those like the 
typical like oh this is the worst kind of hiking you know like it was gusts of wind all day getting pelted with you know grapple and you yeah. know like moisture coming <laughs> down it was just it was one of those where like i know people have turned around for easier you know and it was one of those i didn't see a soul basically all day but it was i don't know it was something about getting to the top uh it was i, I don't know why that one that one seemed to be more real like yeah. maybe because it was so like it was obtainable yeah um I, and it wasn't because it was like solo you were experiencing it by yourself a little bit maybe you know, I, in your own head then maybe yeah and i mean i've done tons of them solo and uh i mean you go back and listen to any of your podcasts you just you definitely hear people it's over and over again like it's in your head kind of like stick to the plan or yeah. you know those kind of things and like that's kind of easy i think when it comes to peaks you can be like i go to the top and i go down <laughs> yeah. or you know for other things like you know this is my goal and I get it done. And so it was, um, I don't, I, there was, you know, like it's easy sometimes when it's, you can bounce ideas off of someone else. And yeah. I think that, that aspect's a lot of fun. Um, but like, even just like, I don't want to drive back down to Creed just to try to finish this, like, just get it done kind of oh, attitude that's true, too. Man. So it was, I don't know. Yeah. I got to give you like, it's so, uh, so much respect because this is a quest that's taking you like four or five years or, uh, I think I, well, I think I did my first one in like 2013. Okay. And I just kind of like, it was, you know, beer stat like everyone else. And it was yeah. just kind of like, Hey, let's go do stuff. I had friends in town from out of town. I was like, Hey, let's go try it out. Yeah. And it was one of those like starting as late as you should be on the, you know, like thunderstorm. <laughs> now I look back and I'm like, yeah, I don't know if that was wise, you know, but yeah. So it was one of those, like, I didn't do that much the first two years. It was yeah. just kind of like whatever. Yeah. And then just. I don't know. But you've done it with a family, with kids, yeah. you know, and you've, you've, I know you've brought them on trips, uh, you know, where they've kind of hung out yeah. while you go get the mountain real quick. Hold on, guys. Yeah, I'll yeah. be right back. Let me get this mountain super quick. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, that kind of thing, which is, which is commendable. Like, I think it's cool that you get to, like, involve your kids and involve your wife and your family, you know, in, in yeah. that. So, yeah, I think, uh, I think for me, I saw a lot of, families who kind of grew up their parents kind of grew apart they never really did much besides work or i don't know like some people had little hobbies here and there but it was they weren't really that passionate about something in life yeah and uh i i mean i i see the outdoors as a huge part of i mean like that's a big reason my wife and i you know we're together we're very like-minded you know about loving the outdoors if you will and i mean the standard you know whatever but uh so like i mean the first year i didn't have a kid my wife and i did some peaks together um and then you know we had the kid so it was definitely um like i don't think at any point i was like oh we just won't do it it was more or yeah. less like oh we'll just you know i didn't think i was going to become as you know passionate about trying to do you know anything pertaining to you know peaks and whatever yeah. so yeah but yeah, I just think like I found something that I really wanted to, you know, like it just caught my attention and That's you awesome, know, man. whatever. But I, yeah, what was it about it that caught your attention? I mean, I love it, man. I yeah. I don't get out nearly as much as I would like to to actually like go up to the big peaks and yeah and get up them, you know. Um, I don't know. There's just something about being above tree line. Yeah, I mean that's even you know just being outdoors. Uh, I'm very goal oriented. Um, I, I grew up just kind of, you know, as, you know, elementary school age, just running around in the woods, you know, and it was kind of one of those things where like, it just felt like second nature. It was like kind of back to the roots of yeah. life. Um, yeah, it's therapeutic. I, it's I mean, like, like everyone can It's go, like yeah. simplistic. You're just like, oh, it's quiet here. Yeah. And all I have to do is walk. Yeah. And sweat. And, and then it was something where I could like push myself like, oh, yeah. you know, I'm not really... I was never like, how fast can I do these? You know, I, there were definitely times where I was like, oh, let's see how fast I can do this or whatever, yeah. you know, and just kind of like push yourself and that whole thing. And yeah, that's cool, man. Well, I got to ask you. So, like I said, Scott Stark sent me a whole bunch of of messages because uh, I was like, hey, man, tell me some stories. I have to ask Judson. Yeah. So 
I gotta start with this one. I mean, out of everything, I have to ask about this one. He goes, uh, ask him about the time he, Calvin, and I saw what we are convinced may have been God <laughs> and Joe Grant, ultra under Joe Grant, on the summit of Kit Carson. Not the same person. Not the same person. I mean, could be. yeah, Joe Grant. He could be God. <laughs> I mean, I'm in, yeah. So yeah. what was that about? That was the first time I had hiked with Scott. Scott, uh, Scott and I met at the trailhead. Calvin was doing his centennial or his centennial list. Yeah little different um and he had just finished doing like basically a marathon of a day with i don't know how much vertical and so he showed up like packing his bags as we you know went up to do uh the crest stones and uh kit carson and challenger and in uh, humboldt or whatever so those were on his list um and i was basically yeah i want to do those i haven't done them so i'll meet uh calvin up there and scott was uh, came with and uh, so we camped out uh, we were doing we'd gotten up to the top of the mountain we just see like I'm like there's a guy over there like <laughs> he's just on the opposite face that we had just come up and uh, as he comes up it's I mean it's steep like it was not something that I don't even like I don't think I would have wanted to go on that terrain he came up to the ridge didn't come even to the top of the mountain like sat on the ridge and i'm like i gotta go talk to this guy I walk over there he's in like what looked to be like 80 ski pants like unzipped all the way where you can see his underwear not like any and then he <laughs> i he had a staff probably six feet tall and uh he was eating a corn of bean or a can of corn can of corn <laughs> as i walked up and uh we started talking i started talking to him a little bit and then uh we all kind of like left the summit at the same time and like we went to go get uh challenger and he just moseyed the opposite direction like staying on like the ridge and when i talked to him he was basically like oh yeah i saw a goat go up there so i just figured that was a good way to go or something like that and we were just kind of like i think the whole time like we were just kind of perplexed at where this guy came from where is he going where is he going he wasn't going towards another (laughs) peak he was just going like off into the i don't know he's going to the next valley or where he's yeah. from but it, he was a was he a bearded man like that i don't yeah yeah, yeah. so I, he was it like was a just, big bearded white yeah. beard yeah so we were we were kind of talking like he's gandalf or you know some I, we and it, i don't even think it we were kind of perplexed by it but then we were like afterwards it was more or less why did he go the direction he just went yeah like where was he going like there's I don't nowhere know. to go like, that way yeah it was just it was one of those like Dude. did did we really see somebody yeah. like is this a figment of our imagination like but yeah you i should think have it, asked him like three really deep questions. oh yeah now looking know? back on it i was like why did i not have better pictures um why did i not actually yeah it was one of those like in the moment and i sometimes even talking about it you're just like yeah i saw a guy i mean it's one of those stories i like you gotta be there i guess so like, that's not <laughs> the best for a podcast but it was pretty crazy and then like as we got to the saddle, the low point, Joe Grant was tagging all those. He was those doing mountains. his yeah, he was doing fourteeners or yeah, something. Biking, yeah, biking to all the fourteeners and then running or yeah. whatever. And so we ran into him, and we were chatting with him for a second. And then, he just sprinted. Oh by yeah, probably. he just he just like walked, you know, like two big steps and was gone, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, and I didn't even recognize realize who it was at the time until like afterwards. I was like, oh yeah, I, I know who this guy is. Nobody, I you know, follow yeah. him and. That's the guy that's trip. Yeah. taking on all the 14ers, but also biking there and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, for sure. What a weird, like, five minutes. Yeah. Is that the weirdest I, five minutes you've had on the mountains or? Oh, uh, yeah, something <laughs> like that. I mean, yeah, I, I can't think of anything. I mean, <laughs> not off the top of my head, like, now. Yeah. yeah. Awesome, yeah. man. Well, hold on. I keep having to open my phone. Yeah. All right. Where else do I want to go with this? I mean, I guess we can start with, we can also go with this one. Uh, he said, ask about, and I hope I'm saying it right, Vestal yeah. and Jagged. Yeah. And these are ones, so I guess to give you an idea, the 14ers are f- pretty popular out here. You get some yeah. like Beardstot and, or Grays and Tories where it's like a billion people yeah. going up. Just you can tr- obviously probably find some where less people are taking them on every day. But if you go on a weekend, you, most likely you're seeing other hikers, right? Yes. But then you yeah. get to the 13ers and 
it's like way less people take these on but also the difficulty of them like shoots way up yeah it definitely can i mean there's i mean there's definitely walk-ups as well that are just as easy yeah yeah those you're pertaining to are kind of uh i gotta look up pictures of them while yeah we're doing this too. yeah vestal is definitely the most photogenic i guess i mean you can't not take a picture of it and it look good um uh it's you know down off of molas so you know like in the san juans um jagged's considered yeah jagged's considered the most you know like remote i believe of the peaks so like there's not really like a standard trail kind of up to it yeah um it's close to the chicago basin which is kind of a it's kind of a popular spot for hikers and peak baggers or 14 or people um so like a lot of people take the the train the, uh, the, the yeah no, from yeah. Durango to Silverton yeah. they take the train jump off hike in um, so jagged you kind of do some bushwhacking or some trail finding uh, I know there is some trail dude um, is this jagged yeah or, that's yeah, so that's which it. one do you climb the one in the middle uh, oh sorry it'd be this oh, this, this one here yeah so but it's still, like somewhere man. like right up in there Dang. yeah yeah it's, it's definitely a cool mountain um yeah, Vestal then is it's kind of like an iconic Wham Ridge. Everyone kind of like knows it for you know that. Yeah. Because um, you can do it in like a class three route. Um, okay. And then the the Wham Ridge is considered you know like low class five. Um, a lot of people, if you stick to certain lines of you know like you'd want to, you'd want you know. Uh, ropes and everything. Ropes and everything. Yeah. Dang, so, man, that looks intense. Yeah, it's just a big ramp that, like, <laughs> yeah. if you fall, I feel like you'd just be, like, getting road rash until you hit something. Or just That would be one of the most brutal ones. But, yeah. yeah when no, you're up there, are you thinking about that? Or do you not even think about that until you're done? Like, hey, if I fell off this thing. No, I mean, I think you're constantly reminding yourself, you know, stay in the moment and, yeah. you know, stay focused. I mean, yeah that's crazy man yeah it looks really exposed yeah it's i mean i think once you're doing that on the regular it kind of becomes yeah i don't know second nature or whatever yeah. i mean yeah don't don't start with with uh <laughs> i don't know i've definitely heard of people going and doing like that. not like stuff similar like <laughs> yeah. my first you know like i ran into someone who was like doing the bells and like they did the bells traverse like one of their first times so it's definitely one of those things where like yeah go ahead but like i mean you're putting yourself at risk like yeah i mean the like yeah i i wouldn't suggest it now no yeah, I, I, mean. I went uh i did a race with and one of our paramedics this summer he uh he told me his first one was capital yeah and that's the one that you know it's known as like super exposed yeah i guess like the way it's been described to me like the the footing is okay but you're on the knife well, edge, so it's like either way. You get like a kind of a difference. You have like loose terrain, and then you also have the exposure. So you kind of like someone, you know, like at some point, someone's gonna be like, "Oh, this is this is their point where they kind of get nervous." And yeah, I mean, I've talked to other people who like are experienced, you know, climbers and stuff like that. Not being with ropes, it kind of that's a whole nother kind of ball game. So oh, like, and yeah. it's kind of a far for for. 14ers it's kind of a far hike in to try so most people tired. yeah so a lot of people get to you know those spots and then it's tiring it's and then it's you know you get to the top you have to turn around and i mean like i mean especially in colorado you hear people you know not making it down you well, know especially safely. like two years ago yeah on capital well and that was, like was eight seven or eight people i don't right? remember how many it was but I mean, a good amount of them were trying to go down another way, just oh, to avoid it. Yeah, to avoid thinking like this will be an easier route, and you know that that doesn't work out. That so, gets you in trouble. Yeah, and it's pretty remote, so like, there's not people over there you can holler and be like, "Hey, I'm, Ugh. you know, in trouble." Or that's I don't terrifying, know. man. Yeah. What is it called? You get cliffed out. Yeah. So, so what does that mean? Oh, I mean, you could probably down climb something or up climb mm. something, and then realize like, oh wow, that was. You know, like now I can't I can't go further, or yeah. you know it's you know too dangerous. And a lot of times, you get you know quote unquote clipped out, and then you're not thinking straight, or you know who knows like you're you're not even just you know the slightest slip, and you know 
down you go kind yeah. of thing. So Did you ever get yourself into any situation where you felt uncomfortable? Like, did you ever have to turn around, first of all? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we were... I was doing El Dente, or I don't know if that's the correct pronunciation, but uh, we had driven from Denver to basically Montrose broke down (laughs) trying to get to Uray and this is after work on a Friday we're gonna hike in camp and then hike the next day and uh truck broke down we fixed it we didn't get to like you know the trailhead until after midnight and then we hiked in and so like we got like an hour of sleep and then we're trying to beat the storms and didn't happen and the route was uh very slick like a lot of lichen just big boulders very steep and uh, there was definitely some thunder and lightning right there that we were like okay well like it's here and in the the times i've been to that wilson group a couple times and like almost every time it's just like the storms just form out of nowhere i feel like it's one of those like it's like the first maybe it's because the first like big mountains in colorado kind of thing or i don't know oh is that it it's, it's I'm like only, fascinated by yeah, what, by I, I, I don't I would only assume like I'm uh, this is this is not scientifically proven but this is gonna, the Judson you're, opinion. Wait, you're a weather yeah, person, yeah, weather Yeah, man, you right? see me on, on <laughs> NBC all the time. Yeah. Um dude, I'm fascinated by Wilson because yeah. I've talked to a couple people for the show including Calvin and I've talked to a couple people just when you meet them and they're like, "Yeah, I've climbed all the 14ers." Yeah. Cuz I always ask them like what's the sketchiest one you ever been on? And I think three or four separate people all were like, oh, I got in trouble on Mount Wilson. Yeah. Or Wilson Peak, because there's two. It's yeah, Mount, it, Wilson Mount Wilson's Pe- the harder one, but Wilson Peak's just like okay. a stone's throw away. Yeah, Calvin, I know, when he did those, got like he, yeah, I don't know if he told this story. But, he did, yeah. Okay, yeah, he just go back got, like, now. tried to go down the wrong side, couldn't see anything, almost got cliffed out. Basically we knew where we were and had to turn around whereas like he was kind of on i think he was on the actual traverse between el dente and mount wilson when he did that which like we didn't even get to that point to like then traverse over so like how was it when you did mount wilson um you might be the first person on the podcast but yeah it was all right um well we i tried with the same guy that we had tried um he was uh his, his name's keith he's He's uh, he's been doing them for years. Like, he, he, I think he probably started either in the '80s or the '90s. Wow. Um, and so uh, yeah, he's he kind of was one of those like, if when I started, he was definitely one of those guys like, yeah, don't do that peak, do this peak. Like, you don't know what you're doing, you know. Like, very mentory kind of. He was like, you need to build your way up. Yeah, but that or just like could give me some, you know, the beta for it, or yeah, you know, yeah. was definitely, you know, like. It set you up for success versus just showing up and not knowing what you're doing yeah. kind of thing um but so i tried with him the first time and we bailed and then the second time was you know like the next year after that and we did it up some goalie this time that like it was it was like it should be done in snow when there's full of snow oh. and it was all melted it was loose <laughs> and like it, i don't think you should call it a class three but i mean it was class three quote unquote maybe a gary roach class three but really most people i mean like i wouldn't attempt i wouldn't go back and do it unless there was snow in it now and so like that was sketchy in my mind and then doing the traverse over i mean that was i found fun and you know like it it didn't seem too technical and then i mean there was kind of a move on on mount wilson that kind of definitely cements it as you know you know makes it what's the move like Oh, I don't even remember. It's just, I just is it exposed though? It's oh like, yeah, it's definitely exposed. You make a wrong like, move, it's you're in big trouble. Yeah, and I think you can kind of do it two different ways. And I think a, the way it presents itself, it's kind of like you, if you were to just stop, turn right, you kind of could bypass it. If that makes sense, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, people can nitpick any you know like any route apart and kind of like come up with you know what the correct route could be. So it's kind of one of yeah. those up in the air but yeah i mean it's one of the few 14ers i think that is you know a solid class four or whatever if you want well, to look that up. i i learned this because you know when you look at what's the name jerry roach yeah when you look Ger- at the gary guide, roach gary roach yeah when you look at the guidebook um you know there's there's a, 
parts where it's like, oh, the next mile is all class four. But I learned it's like there's maybe one class four section yeah. in, that, in that part. You know? Yeah, and it's I don't know like, the standard yeah. route up Mount Wilson, so like it could be pretty mellow until you get to it. But I yeah. came from El Dente or oh, yeah. whatever, like Traverse, and it was. I mean, there were I there was definitely a bunch of class three, so it's like sustained. You know, like you can't fall. Um, you know, easy to pull like rocks down. It's yeah. not super solid. Like it's definitely like it's sustained, and that's the same with that whole range. I mean, we're talking about you know capital and you know yeah and yeah those kind of like the the rock just isn't you know as mellow as some of the front range and so watch yeah. and those kind of things where like i think people tend to like you know they're used to like oh that was a hard move and then it's easy it, it versus like a sustained and like technical route where you're oh you're always saying yeah. di- pretty difficult moves for a long that or just yeah like you're always you know yeah having to stay alert and just how much mental focus it takes just to you know yeah every step you're ta- thinking like this is how i place my feet so like going from like say something like that to like going and doing like a trail runner you know like one of the easier 14ers you're yeah. not i mean you're not even thinking you're just barely looking down you're just kind of surveying as you go like yeah and you can kind of just you know like it's second nature just to walk kind of thing versus yeah. walking on loose stuff that like if it starts going we might not all stop so yeah yeah um, dude yeah that's crazy yeah <laughs> do you ever get sketched out at all or yeah um yeah i mean uh it's i mean it just depends on what you're kind of on uh i mean it's everyone's kind of norm you know like i mean alex honnold and those guys they yeah. do some pretty crazy i mean like that's their norm kind of thing i mean your norm you build you build yeah. your comfort level as you go kind of yeah 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 and i i kind of thought like early on like oh, i want to know you know I, w- I would like to get into you know more of the climbing scenario so i started kind of getting into bouldering just so like if i am in those circumstances i kind of you know how to know Had how to pos- yeah, yeah how to position your body it's i mean yeah. that's how it is with all that and then so that definitely helps but yeah 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 man well i just i know scott sent me something he said something about uh grizzly and he said he had he bailed on that one. Oh well he didn't have crampons this was in the <laughs> middle of the winter and he, he, have crampons? he doesn't he still doesn't he has he had micros and we got up to a ridge <laughs> that like i de- i i had already thrown my crampons on you know like a while back you know ice axe whatever and yeah. uh um yeah so he got to the ridge and like for sure like it was definitely some sketchy parts getting to the ridge i mean for not having crampons and like it was that de- uh you'd have you know like a kind of softer layer because it was you know it, it was like in warm the the day, and then kinda. so it kind of give you that yeah if you don't have crampons you're just kind of like sliding that top Dude. you know so he was he got up there and just took a nap on that ridge and then i was like all right well i'm just gonna go up he just said it was like an ant like he showed me pictures later it was just like a little black (laughs) yeah a little black dot going to the top yeah so he said one slip could have sent whoever's climbing sliding down for thousands of feet but if you have an ice axe you can self-arrest true uh the ones the one edge is definitely you probably i don't know if you're coming back from that yeah like i mean yeah i i I mean, in where like he's looking at it from a zoomed out point of view. I'm kind of like right there. You're so in I, it. You're yeah, the like I it. can see like yeah. oh, I've got like this many feet over here and this is over here. Like yeah, I mean like yeah. So it's like the whole thing. Like you, you in that moment you didn't feel sketched out, and I I mean from Scott's perspective, like watching you do it. Yeah, that has to be way more scary. You know, because he has no control over yeah. what you're doing. That's you have true. no control. Yeah, I guess. But we should get people to uh, donate money and buy Scott some crampons. I, I, I'm just perplexed that, uh, like, I think it's the fact that, like, he his boots aren't, you know, compatible. So that means he'd need to buy boots <laughs> and that. I mean, like, there's definitely crampons that he could get that would have yeah. made those circumstances better. But, you know, like yeah his it's it's yeah he's he's got to do it before this winter's you know <laughs> before gets you guys good. are back out there yeah that's awesome he uh 
he said you also did pyramid and thunder period in one go um thunder pyramid let me just describe it i looked at this mountain from the maroon bells yeah and i was like yeah but if you look at if you look at the bells from uh <laughs> thunder pyramid, pyramid you're like holy cow that's only a class three like no way well i was just like, like it's just right there they're parallel each other like yeah the bells and then the pyramid yeah, you got a little valley between yeah them. like but that. i looked at it and i was like how does any human being climb this? Yeah. Like, I just, you can't, there's no obvious route up it. Yeah. But once you're in it, I guess. It's yeah, different. it's definitely steep. Um, it's definitely one of those that yeah, I think people who are doing the Centennials, you know, sees as a definite. Uh, one of the big ones. Yeah, one of the big ones. Um, yeah, the guy I ended up, I, I messaged someone I knew on Instagram, or I didn't even know him. I yeah. just messaged someone that was like, hey, what do you got coming up? You know, I could tell he was doing the centennials and and he was like i'm doing this this weekend we just basically met up which is i think more brave for him because he's uh very experienced he's uh he's done a lot of through hiking and yeah. a lot of you know other uh like way crazier adventures than i had so like showing up we were we were pretty much we're, i mean we we're wearing like the same shoes and and like it was one of those things where like like a bunch of that crew ju- or group just now wears like Las Sportiva mutants and like yeah. that's like the standard but like then it wasn't so it was funny because like it was very similar kind of like we're kind of the same pace as we you know it was just kind of one of those and we both kind of did it and we're we're both like well that was that was I I went I mean that's kind of sounds arrogant oh that wasn't that bad but yeah. like we both kind of thought the same thing and then uh he had family and something in town so he like went down and i was like well i'm already here like it's kind of early <laughs> in the day so i just went up and did pyramid but uh yeah there's so many people who like pyramid by itself is one of the big ones you yeah know? and then for you to just be like yeah then i just uh climbed, climbed down thunder pyramid and yeah. went up pyramid because that one's sketchy because i mean all the rocks in that area are yeah. just they just Honestly, I thought Pyramid was the most solid. Oh, really? Pla- people, I mean, like, I'm sure someone won't agree. Uh, getting to the ridge, like, there's, like, this, like, it's kind of a trail, but it's just, it's a lot of, that is loose. Yeah. But it's, like, there's kind of, like, a path to get up to the ridge. But from the ridge, I remember it being relatively solid, like, especially where you have to make, you know, like, moves that felt you know somewhat technical yeah like it was it seemed more solid than say the bells i guess like, i've yeah but i see what you're saying i remember on the south maroon um the approach yeah to the ridge i thought was almost sketchier because it was just dirt and yeah nothing like nothing else i'm like if you fell here you just tumble yeah you know the, well i think it's <laughs> like you you typically like that standard route you kind of get to the ridge and then you kind of cross over yeah that part i felt like there was a couple spots that were loose that were just like oh, kind of yeah, shoots yeah, yeah. those i felt like that was kind of the sketchiest part but yeah yeah i didn't really feel like that was um yeah no, no i'm with you though like it's uh, almost like those parts are the harder ones than yeah like the actual like, it was oh, unexpected because wow, like, yeah. i told calvin i was like dude i'm gonna get up to the ridge of the of south maroon and yeah. if i don't feel comfortable i'm just gonna sit there uh scott stark style on grizzly peak and just kind of hang out and watch it go yeah and by the time uh we we got through the just the approach yeah i was like i got to the ridge i'm like oh the ridge isn't nearly as bad as i thought the approach was terrifying like at least you have like a rock to like (laughs) lean against yeah like oh i can step over here yeah Yeah, the approach was like just a dirt well i think that just goes to show like how many people like you know like this is the technical section and like they're so you're so wrapped up with that and yeah. being in your mindset and it's like i mean most people you know end up falling you know on the way down or yeah you know, like those are the it's like oh it's done it's like no i mean now you got the down and, yeah 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 so what do like, you think of, of the maroon bell traverse because i know that's i mean you if you dig into if you nerd out about any of these yeah. mountains the traverses are what are some of the kind of more intimidating parts yeah well being able to stay on route is key with yeah. most of, i mean like a lot of these um i don't think we started on the right you know section i think we kind of went too far one direction and then had to come back 
um, instead of like correcting it right away we just kind of oh we'll just go over here and it was super loose Scott ended up like pulling like a giant rock out and it was one of those like all right so we're in it but uh I mean like I found that once you got down into the low point like the next part wasn't that bad and I mean I feel like I could say that about a lot of you know standard 14er kind of yeah goes but uh I mean at that point I had already I mean I'd done I'd done like thunder before doing the bells I'd done a, yeah. you know some other I've definitely been in you know similar situations so it wasn't like this is my first time on you know a loose traverse or yeah that kind of stuff so like I mean I experience I mean like everyone's kind of got their you know like this is their limit kind of thing it's like I mean uh, yeah so I mean like that kind of aids in the yeah you know, keeping the nerves down if your nerves are calm then you're gonna you know be able to think properly you're not tense you're yeah. not like going downhill like you know like always kind of jumpy or yeah i don't i don't know the you yeah. know the best well so i've, heard, I've heard people tell me they're like you know when you're talking about the really narrow sections yeah they're just like well you know imagine you're walking down a sidewalk yeah how often do you just completely fall <laughs> off the sidewalk they're like never you never do that yeah because you're not scared of the sidewalk but you know if you're walking down the ledge you just got to imagine you just got to be relaxed you know just like you would be in any other situation and obviously focused but you can't be freaking out yeah you know no yeah just having a real you know, like understanding the gravity of the situation but still being able to yeah. you know be calm about it and you know take it one step at a time yeah what was the most like you what was one that you got to the top of and you were just like completely ecstatic um like happy it might not even have been a diff like a super difficult one but just like one that's memorable that stands out of like whoa like this was an amazing feeling an amazing moment oh i'm I sure mean, there's like, a bunch yeah i would for sure for, i mean again for some reason i think just because it was almost at the end like phoenix um and i'd also kind of like i've kind of been in the culture of like just you know like what it consumed with mountains or you know outdoors for something like it was just one of those things where like you have a lot of people who downplay peaks in general and those kind of things so it was one of those things where like i'd kind of gotten to the point where it was just kind of normal like yeah. this was kind of the norm it was you know like this is just oh well, i'll just finish it this year like originally i wanted to like take my daughter up with me and and then uh it's so like it's all circumstances you know like i'd kind of like oh this is how i'm gonna do it and then it was kind of like now i was like I don't think I should make this last any longer than this summer. So I was like, I was just going to finish. So yeah. like, that was kind of one of those things like, Oh, like this is good. Yeah. And it was like, that is my passion. So it was kind of cool to be like, I don't care what, you know, like not that people are necessarily haters, but you just hear a lot of like people like, Oh, it's just a 14 or just gets a bunch of people. It's like, well, that's why you can play into like, what other routes do you have up those mountains or yeah. what other mountains are close by or what other, like what, what else can you do it? Or, you know, like you, there's so much variables that you can throw into the mix. So like that was kind of cool. Uh, definitely for me, Dallas and tea kettle, which are right next to snuffles. I had done okay. a couple weeks before. I look those up too. Yeah. Look up tea, tea kettles. Definitely like an iconic, like tea kettle shot. Sounds, shot. You, yeah. I, I have it literally has, head. it literally has like a handle. Like oh, crap. I actually just typed in tea kettle. And yeah. I brought up a bunch of tea kettles. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Which one is it? It's. I mean, like this isn't the what? true summit. Summit. Like if you look up the picture. So it has like of it, an arch in the middle. Yeah. Of it? Like you. And the summit's just like basically to the right of. Oh, I see. Most it. of the photos. Like that yeah. one. Yeah. There you go. Whoa, man. So like you can just, and then. Uh, That's crazy. Yeah, well, I had taken. I had a friend that came with me. I was like, hey, I want to go do these. He knows more trad and ropes, and there's like a section here that, uh, I would suggest using ropes. Did I think you? if I yeah we definitely did i mean we brought yeah. it up there we just you just play, he just threw some gear in and you just you know could uh it definitely made it safer i mean it yeah uh, the potential for you know anything could happen you know it's that that tea kettle that one looks cool and then dallas and uh jagged are like the ones that a lot of people rope up for um there's definitely people who don't uh it's kind of one again one of those comfort level things but like in the moment like being on in a harness and on a rope yeah. you, you're not even like oh I'll just you know like you're not even thinking twice about it yeah. but uh 
That one's um, cool too, man. Dude, there's so many 13ers that no one ever yeah. hears about. So, like, this uh, shot's, yeah. you know, like, you can go look up the Blue Lake. Like, this is on Dallas, and you can repel off off the uh, side, like, a good couple, you know. It's, like, you kind of climb up one side, yeah. and you can repel off the back How side. And I know a lot have of... done? Uh, I've done... I, I would not say a lot, but yeah. I mean, I've done, you know, I've done some sport and other climbing. So like, oh, yeah. you know, like I've definitely been thrown into the mix. What's every the first and... rappel feel like? Like the first time they're just like, oh, just step over that cliff. Oh, yeah. Slowly back up. How does that feel? Oh, uh, <laughs> the first time. Yeah, it was it was pretty nerve wracking. I think the time that really hit me was I had rappelled off of some shorter, smaller things. And then. uh and then I'd gone to climb in Uray and I hadn't really ice climbed. And like my buddy was just like, yeah, you know, like you have to rappel down in before you can climb. It's all like basically top rope. So you're just like, you throw, he, you know, one of my buddy, you know, he just it disappeared over the wall. He's just <laughs> like, hey, I haven't done this in a while. Like, uh, can I just stay here and you can just, yeah, I'll just go. It was like, and he was just, you know, like get your, you know, get down there. It was like, so that was, that. that's more nerve wracking. That was more just, I don't know, something about being just, on pure ice for me was, oh yeah was, man. i don't know i didn't know what i was getting myself into trying yeah. to yeah do you know what they do in iowa for that Wait. they they like ice up the side of a yeah. silo oh okay and then people climb up that well what's that sounds fun yeah yeah it like now cool. i say like yeah let's <laughs> let's go do it like no it doesn't seem as nerve-wracking but yeah, yeah yeah i mean that's essentially what you know climbing down there they just Dang, basically man. open up some hoses and yeah, Whatever. is that what they do at, at Uray? Yeah. I was supposed to come out um, uh, when one like Calvin came out and did that one year. Oh, he and did do it. To, he did. He oh, brought cool. a group of people or something. Yeah. To Uray. Yeah, there's they, tons of like, there's there's tons of guides that you know like you can just go into town and be like, hey, me and my buddies want to climb, and they'll yeah. like outfit you with everything you need. I mean, yeah. it's one of the few places I feel like that you can just you know show up, and it's not that far from here, so it's kind of like hey let's get an introductory to like yeah. you know like the That's craziest cool. sport i don't know <laughs> what um have you taken your kids up any of them no we've definitely like i had almost taken my i've got two daughters i've almost took my first daughter up and then it was one of those things where like i mean there's not really that much of a point yeah um so we've definitely backpacked in and like set up camp and areas and then like you know just explore it in they the just areas. play around camp while yeah you go. yeah and then so like we we'll go camp or we'll go like climbing somewhere you know just like sport climbing and we'll just you know sit around and that's cool mess around in the dirt well yeah. yeah but it's amazing how much kids just like climbing on rocks too yeah and because you know, every oh, yeah. time we go camping they just that's the first thing they're drawn to they're like there's a bunch of fun rocks out here yeah that's kind of uh, almost like sketchy in some of those it is too. it's, like, it's oh, kind of terrifying rock. yeah it's like yeah for sure but then you want to encourage it oh yeah well it's like where do you ride that line of like being a good parent like if they were to fall you'd you know how bad you'd feel and yeah. that kind of stuff yeah my youngest is just a little over one it's just funny we like set up camp you know like nine or ten she had napped the whole way and then basically just she doesn't crawl she scoots so she just scooted around the tent for like 20 minutes as we're like setting up and she just like does this like scoot around she just no one in her way just like as it filled the tent filled her spot got smaller and you just and then finally like out like if you were like man she goes to sleep quick you know yeah. like you're like boom you're like oh wow like, two seconds later like, you, like i need to camp more often <laughs> like this is it's almost too easy that's it? cool right. where's your favorite like favorite section of colorado uh i mean probably the san juans but yeah yeah i don't know i've i've there's definitely favorite sections in all the ranges just because yeah. you know being in there but i'm a huge fan of the sangre de cristos and but yeah is that the ones by the sand dunes yeah okay yeah so we definitely go to the sand dune we've I've, I've been to the sand dunes every year since my first daughter was born so it's kind of like the one tradition that we've got so yeah. it's like we go there every year That's cool. you, but uh so like i mean it's right there around you know other mountains yeah. that are really cool that i'm yeah, yeah. so that's a fun area that's cool uh, is there any that you've gone up multiple times oh yeah okay sadly well i say <laughs> sadly i've i've probably done like i looked on my list i've usually 
document which you know mountains including like unofficials or our yeah. 13 or i've probably i i've done beer stat like nine times on my list uh and then a bunch of others you know like what, two just, or three times was it for a purpose like to get uh, the altitude again yeah some with beer stat it yeah. was it was i mean it's so quick like it's I, easy to get up there yeah it's an hour away yeah, like I could literally, I could be, if I, like if I had a short day at work or like nothing was coming through, I was just like, all right, I'm taking off. So I just go grab my car and run up and do it. You know, like I started sometimes late in the afternoon, but it was almost like that window between like the, cl- the, the you know, the storms aren't here anymore. Like yeah. you kind of, they were like fading off. So I could kind of get close to the tree line. And if it didn't look like, oh, like these, I know there were times I've turned around on that, but like it was one of those like, non-suggestible times but like if you know like oh from this point on it's you know gonna only take me this long and i can be down like or you know the clouds have already cleared so it was one of those like easy train it was also just like you know an easy escape like yeah yeah especially from the heat i don't i'm not i I like to run um (laughs) there's been years where i've done more than i haven't done that much in the past like year but uh when i was doing more running it was like escape from the heat here oh, you could yeah. definitely go up there and it was like it only took me you know a couple more minutes to get a little further yeah there's no traffic or or like there's you know parkings unlimited at, you know in the oh, afternoon yeah. versus like some of the trails around here you're just like yeah. showing up i'm like man there's nowhere to park like you know like yeah you can hey dude just you just gotta to... go at five in the morning that's yeah. the way to go yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> that, you have to find some way yeah. of doing what you do. Well, there's a couple more things. So is there any I, – I always hate this, and I try to avoid asking people where, yeah. like, they just accomplished something, and you're like, what's next? Yeah. Like, I, I think that's such a terrible question. Uh, so I, I figured that was – I figured that was the one. I'm that, trying not – I'm going to word it in a different oh, okay. way. Yes. Because I, there are – I think you could probably go back, and I'm sure I've done it. Yeah. I'm sure I've done it because, like, everybody's asked that. But – uh sometimes i like bite my tongue and i really want to know what's next but i'm like no dude don't now's not the time um so let me ask it in this way is there any adventures in colorado that you want to do that aren't like super high peaks you know what i mean yeah like for me personally the book cliffs in grand junction you know when you're pulling into grand junction you look on the right and there's these weird like deserty nothing's on them there's like no plants no trees yeah. And they're called the book cliffs. And I just want to walk up one. Well, you can and see where it takes you. Oh, okay. Fair enough. I just yeah. want to see where it goes, you know? Just don't do it in the middle of the summer. I feel like that would be like the time not to do it. Unless, yeah. I mean, I know you're all into the desert, but yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'm cool with the desert in the winter. Though, oh, okay. You know? Like, that seems way more appealing. Yeah. But yeah. is there anything like that that kind of like sparks your interest? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would love to do either any of the i would love to do the colorado trail uh my wife and i had talked about doing it um basically we would have done it you know probably the couple months after when my daughter would have been born or was born so like it was on our to-do list and then oh hey we're gonna have a kid so like (laughs) oh we probably won't do this so i'd still like to do that uh the not wanting to be away from the family i've thought about uh like doing it in sections just like trying to do like but I, I kind of think that takes away from, like, the through hike. I mean, others might argue. But, like, you know, like, that long time on the trail is kind of why I feel like a lot of people do, you know, through hiking. Yeah. I'm not trying to break any record. Uh, I So then I also kind of thought about just trying to bike it, which you get Shorter. some. Y- yeah. You get well, some ish. mixed signals. Yeah. Like, some people, like, I could have done this as fast on foot as really? I could have. Yeah, I've heard that from some people just because, like, there's so many, like, you can't go through the wilderness with your bikes, you're going around. So, like, I I eventually want to do that, but I would probably foresee that as being way in the future um, unless I don't have a job. If I don't have a job, then who knows? Then I'm all in. But, like, I'm probably set with my job for the, you know, for the, for the, for, you know, for, I don't have any desire to quit the job I have. So, like, it was one of those things, like, yeah, but... Is there any area, like, I always think of the Zirkle Wilderness, which this is, like, a deep-cut Colorado. (laughs) Yeah. But um, was there any 13ers up there? Because I know there's no 14ers once you get north. That's kind of by the steamboat, I think. Oh, I don't know. So is there any area you haven't been to where you're like, oh, that would be a cool, kind of a cool place to go explore? 
Um, I know like Medicine Bow. Okay. It's part of like it's right there. I mean, like that wilderness stretches like Wyoming into Colorado, so it's like kind of. But like, there's definitely yeah, like that Wyoming Colorado line. Um, because that's probably where your journey hasn't taken you yet, right? Like, too yeah, I mean, it's also still like some high alpine stuff that doesn't see a lot of traffic. Whereas, yeah. like, you you start mentioning other like places that like you know, like the standard like it sees yeah. a lot of people that i mean like you could probably get okay i mean like yeah i'm sure like maybe oh, some of the main we might be heads. talking about kind of the same spot yeah i typed in circle because i was kind of yeah. like oh, i hope i'm saying and i don't know thing. where i don't know where that line is i know the name and the area but yeah, yeah, i don't yeah. i don't know it great but yeah. yeah so that's cool i mean i'm gonna yeah. do so we're gonna wrap up with the most unprecedented thing you can do for a podcast about 14ers and 13ers and the centennials i want to ask you about the time you and scott climbed bear peak in boulder yes in a snowstorm because i remember you guys invited me yeah you you texted you you guys texted me and you're like hey do you want want to climb bear peak tonight it was was a friday i believe it was a friday it was like 6 p.m yeah or something and it was supposed to snow and i was like i'm good guys yeah uh scott I think Scott had just gotten a new like running bag, and he so like he he out. wanted to test it out <laughs> and like, yeah, uh, it was, it, he had I think he had to be here for something for Saturday, in the front range and so like we were like hey I was like I'm game like let's go up I don't have plans um, yeah we just started doing bear and I mean it's it's nothing crazy if, yeah you know, especially if you know the area it's it's definitely if uh you know like in the middle of the days when you see you know people hiking or running in the area so and like the snow had just started basically down here but up there it must have been going and so we've ah, it'll get better as we go as we got like up to the ridge line it's like i mean wind and this is like late spring kind of snow so we were like ah, i can't be that bad it's just gonna be wet and we were thinking like temperatures weren't gonna be bad and like at the time like scott always in shorts is like running in shorts and has got like icicles hanging off his he leg had shorts on? yeah and leg hair was just icicles I didn't even realize that. Yeah, I mean, the only reason we didn't freeze is because we basically tagged the top, and then we're like, "All right, let's go!" Like, <laughs> like just keep the body temperature high, and like, I mean, there was a good couple inches up there. Like, definitely, like, I mean, if you know the, I mean, it's not hard to. I wouldn't say it's easy to get lost though, but I mean, if you know, yeah, the area, no, it's, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty clear trail. Yeah, but man, in snow and in the dark and in shorts apparently that's, that's why they I guess they put the, like the weather like that in car that's like i mean i guess that's why they put that weather station research place oh really you know? yeah like that in car parking lot like it's like right below it like you pull up and you're like oh it's snowing like of course like that's why they're like this is the spot you know like but <laughs> yeah yeah that's awesome good. man that's cool well dude thank you for doing this thank you yeah. for coming over man it was super fun yeah so. let me just say thanks to everyone who basically made it happen especially my wife you know yeah putting up with me as you know it goes and yeah all the rides you know from other people scott was uh, yeah that's true like really like just uh people coming along it's a lot of fun especially like the finisher to not you know finish by yourself it's you know uh so yeah thanks everybody that's cool how many people do you think oh i want to put you along the way yeah well i mean depends on what you consider support i mean it's there's a lot uh yeah i i i couldn't throw in a number i i plan on trying to like do like a get together so i can buy everyone a beer like i was or like a picnic or something though so i was like that's on my to-do list next is try to like yeah organize oh that. there you go that's the yeah. next thing yeah that's I the next asked. thing i could have asked the question yeah. and you could you like, picnic yeah picnic and or get together <laughs> so everyone can get a free beer that helped me out and you know yeah that's but, awesome, man. Where can people kind of like see your pictures and and whatnot? Uh, just Instagram. Just yeah. Judson, right? Yeah. J u d d s o n. Nice man. Yeah. That's you know what? I had to, I, te- I had to text. I'll admit this right now. Yeah. I had to text Scott earlier today. I'm like, what's Judson's last name? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't even know if it's on my like Instagram or it's anything not, like that. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, he's just Judson. I just started I talk to posting Calvin, like Judson. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know anyone else that with that name so it's easy but that's true yeah yeah well cool man thank you thanks for coming on yeah thanks for having me yeah
All right, guys, that wraps up this week's episode. Uh, huge thanks to Judson for coming on the show. Really enjoyed having him over. Um, someday, man, I would love to climb some mountains with you. And and I guess by climbing, I mean hiking. Some some of those climbs you described sounded uh, uh, pretty pretty terrifying. Uh, but uh, but yeah, man, huge congrats also. Um, I, I hope I expressed it enough in the podcast or when you came over, but that is an epic goal. A lot of people work their whole lives just to climb the 14ers and for you to get the centennials done too is is truly incredible while also you know having a wife and kids and and doing that that balance that really i mean you always hear about work-life balance but at times for people who are passionate about this stuff it's the adventure life balance right like you want to have the adventures but, you know, I'm sitting here with my daughter right now uh, on my lap and, and raising her is, is quite the adventure in and of itself. And, and that's important to remember and kind of like keep in mind uh, that, that being a dad, being a parent, being a mom, whatever, that is also an adventure. And, and it's also something that we do these other adventures for, right? Like it's a preparation for life. Um, I want to go out and intentionally be proactive about doing something hard or or finding myself in the mountains where it's peaceful but also can be challenging and also can throw obstacles my way and, and because I want to prove to myself that I am adaptable and I can overcome. That way when life really throws me an actual uh, adventure, you know, that is unplanned, you know, whether that be something with your kids or something with your relationship or, you know, people in your life uh, uh, going through hard times. That's the real adventure. And now, hopefully, because you've gone out and done these really hard things in other realms, you can pass those lessons on uh, to to what you're to what you're facing in that moment. So, I mean, ultimately, I don't know if a lot of us you know, constantly think about that. I'm not like in the middle of running mountains being like, I hope that someday when, you know, I'm going through some real struggles, I will look back on this mountain experience. And like, I'm not, you know, we're probably not consciously thinking that during the moment, but um, it is something you can draw from, you know? Um, so yeah, so that's kind of the final thought here on today's podcast uh go out find your quest i'm looking for mine if you have suggestions throw them my way i'd love to hear it i have some things in mind but uh haven't really pulled the trigger on anything yet so uh i'll definitely keep you guys updated like i said in the intro um i'm headed out this weekend uh to the east coast um to go to a wedding so i'm super pumped to get some east coast trail running i miss it um, so all the, the, I think they refer to themselves as beast coasters, all the beast coasters out there. I, I definitely think there's something so special about running in, uh, the Appalachians and then the hills in the Southeast is just, there's something special to it. Um, and then the week after that, I'm headed out meeting our good friend, Phil Pinty, and we're taking on the Marine Corps marathon 50 K. I'm sure we'll do some podcasts about it, um, let you know how it went. All right, guys, we'll get back at you next week.